And welcome, everybody, to episode number 23 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at P. Fedoff. Again, that's at P is in Paul, T is in Tom, H-I, T is in Tom again. O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And episode number 23 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's DSP125. Or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Again, that's DSP200 and bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. What a big victory yesterday for Notre Dame. Probably the most dominant victory we've seen since Stanford last year, which was Brian Kelly's last game. Again, I had originally, even before this season started off as a shitstorm, I had picked us to lose this game early in the year. This, I, I picked us to go 2-2. Two and two. It's just the way we start, are 2-2 two and two now, and the way I predicted it, it's slightly different. But again, I'm glad I'm wrong on these type of issues. But again, probably it is our best offensive performance of the day. We had a couple three or four slip-ups on defense. You take away that, we probably win this game 60-14. to 14. But again, even though there were kind of some fluky plays, one was a 65-yard pass from North Carolina. And then late in the game yesterday, just that bus on an 80-yard play. If you take away those two plays, we pretty much held their, their quarterback May in check. However, though, that's still part of the game. You just can't pick and choose. Oh, those were good plays. That's all we're going to count for this game. you got to take the good with the bad, uh, especially the running game. Again, Audric estimate was great. But, again, we would have scored another touchdown and made it probably – what was the score then? About 52 to 26, I believe. Yeah, it would have been that had we scored that. But I, I liked what he was doing. He was going for that extra effort. He was trying to put the ball over. But he tried to do that again earlier in the game. But he didn't yank it away that time. I know you're trying to just – all the ball just has to go over the – the plane of the touchdown marker. Again, you don't have to go into the end zone. The ball just has to be across that line. And I'm okay for that if it's fourth and goal. There's two seconds left. You have no choice. You know, if the defense is pushing you back, you just have to, you know, grasp and you know, reach over. But that was, I believe, second down. The game was pretty much in check. That would have really put the game away. But, again, I like the effort, but he's got to learn because it almost got swiped away earlier in the game. He's got to learn to uh, take what he has. If it's not there, just just go for it again on third down. But I like that he was pissed off about it. You know, even though he had a great game, I, he was he's probably going to remember that more than the great game that he had. And hopefully this gets him to protect the ball a lot better as we get into those tougher games because, like I said, the only time I want him to reach over the ball like that is if we're trailing USC 21 to 17, it's fourth and goal and five seconds left where you have to go, go all out pretty much. So again, hopefully they clean that up, but let's get to the game. Again, we beat North Carolina 45 to 32 at North Carolina. And these stats are incredible, especially offensively. And we started the game off like crap. I think we went three, three and outs in a row and we were trailing seven to nothing. So First downs, we led 35 to 18. Third down efficiency, this was big. We were 8 of 14. North Carolina was 6 of 14. Fourth down, we were 0 for 1. And that was a that was one of the Tommy Reese had a pretty 
called a pretty good game, but when he did a sneak with Drew Pine, who's what, 5'10", 5'11", at best, that I didn't get that at all when you have Aldrich Estime in the backfield. So we were 0-1, they were 2-for-2. Two two. This is total yards, 576, and North Carolina had 368. And again, if you take away that 80-yard touchdown pass at the end of the game during more or less garbage time, and that 64-year-old fluke play where Clarence Lewis, probably our worst cornerback, got beat, it just looked like a miscommunication, blown coverage. You take away those two plays, we pretty much held a pretty solid offense in check. So good job there. Completions, attempts, we were uh, true fine, 24-34 for 287. Rushing, this is the big thing. Our rushing attack was awful the whole year. Like I said, a shitstorm pretty much. 287 yards. We held, this was big too, because I was getting, I was pretty much ticked off at our defensive line this year. They weren't uh, playing to their capabilities, especially Isaiah Foskey and the Adamiola brothers. We held them to 67 yards rushing. Excellent job, guys. Excellent job. And then penalties, five, and not to get, I thought there was somewhat of a bad call when they threw a pass interference and we went for it on fourth and goal. And that's when Mac Brown got an unsportsmanlike conduct. And I went back and looked at that. He was grabbing him. So it's more or less a judgment call. But again, as later into the game we went, there was a lot of makeup calls for North Carolina. And I remember one time when they had got a fourth and one pretty good spot for them. And they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive or maybe even a third and one where anyway, they got a really good spot. No, it was, I'm sorry. It was us. We got a bad spot and then went for it on fourth and one and it looked or fourth and inches. That's when Drew Pine snuck it when I didn't like that call, but it still looked like he got over again that and then North Carolina scored on the next play. So the, the call is evened out. So I don't want to hear any sort of excuses that the rest were for Notre Dame. So it went both ways. So five for 46 penalty. We had five penalties for 46 yards and they had nine for 64. So again, not, not that much difference. We lost a fumble, and this is a big thing here. Even though we only forced one turnover, uh, we forced uh, Drake May into a fumble and then scored off of that. Uh, we scored a touchdown, I believe, off of that. So we finally got that turnover. But, again, we only have one turnover forced on the opposing team all year. So got better. I want to see not just one, but two, three turnovers a game uh, for this defense. Time of possession, this was big. Uh, 38 minutes to 13 seconds, we possessed the ball. North Carolina, 21 minutes, only 47 seconds. So dominating offensive performance, and except for about three to four plays where we just had some busted coverages, pretty much a dominant defensive performance. So good job there. So now let's just look at individual statistics. I'm going to mostly focus on us because this was mostly deeper. The offense we thought we would see during the year, and again, let's just let me take a step back. Let's, let's, let's take this with a grain of salt. I'm happy with the win. I'm happy we finally dominated a team we should. Again, they were a very good offensive team, but this is probably one of the worst defenses we will see this year. They are awful defensively. So this is not the Clemson defense. If we do this against Clemson, I'm going to think, hey, things are getting fixed quicker than I thought. But again, let's just take this with a grain of salt because. This is the North Carolina defense. It's not Clemson's defense. But again, we did what we had to do. But also, we probably could have done a, about two more touchdowns, too. This offense is capable of a lot more that we're seeing. But again, it's North Carolina. 
but I take a step back. We did what we were supposed to do and dominated. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, so Drew Pine, great numbers, 24 out of 34 for 289 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I know he's not the greatest runner like Tyler Buckner, but when that pocket broke down, which was very rare, I think he got sacked one or two times. The, the offensive line played pretty a pretty solid game compared to what they played throughout the year. He was able to maneuver outside the pocket, pick up a first down when he needed to. Again, he's not Michael Vick. When, we had, when he had to get the yards he needed to, to get that first down or just to get something to keep a drive going, uh, or not to keep the drive going, but if it was like a second and 10, he got it to third and five, manageable third down. He did the job there. So, again, he's not Michael Vick, but, again, he's not – Ben Roethlisberger in the last year of his career. Nothing against Ben, but he was a statue uh, his last two years, more or less. And his quarterback rating was 86.1. Rushing, this was the big thing. We had not seen this rushing in probably Price since the Stanford game. And it wasn't even the bowl game we didn't rush that well either. Aldrich Estimate, again, he had that fumble. But again, he was, they could not stop him at the end. 17 rushes, 134 yards, two TDs. Had he not done this, they probably would have gave him to the ball. We would have gave him the ball for on third down. He probably would have had three touchdowns, but he had two. Chris Tyree really using him well now, open in space to use that speed. 15 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. Finally starting to use their most dynamic player the way they should. Logan Dix had a solid game too, 10 carries for 50 yards or 50 yards. And then Drew Pine, like I said, he's not Michael Vick. But he got the yards when he needed to, six for 20, uh, six carries for 20 yards. Uh, Braden Lindsay had one for seven. And then receiving-wise, Michael Mayer, I mean, I've been on his case pretty hard. Again, I don't think he's the best blocker. I think he's a little overrated. I know he'll be in first-round pick next year. But he was uh, the big man on campus. He was the BMOC yesterday. He was a man-child, big time. Seven receptions for 88 yards and one touchdown. And two of the, the the touchdown that he had from Drew Pine, he threw that pretty high where he had to reach for the ball right there. And had he had that ricocheted off his hands, it probably would have been picked. And then there was another third down where he had to reach up again like this, and that could have been picked too. So he saved Drew Pine, I think, two of those passes where he just had like stick them pretty much on his uh, on his gloves, pretty much. Great catches. He didn't drop any. And the one he caught out of bounds, which would have been a fantastic uh, touchdown catch. I don't know if anyone else on our team could have made that catch. So, again, great job. Michael Mayer, he was the BMOC um, yesterday at North Carolina. Lorenzo Styles had that great touchdown pass where we didn't get to see, where uh, Drew Pine more or less faked out the cameraman. And then Lorenzo Styles got the, uh, I think it's like the longest touchdown reception for Notre Dame this season. And I looked at that again last night. That was a hell of a catch by him because he had to accelerate and then catch it really quick and then slow down or he's going to like slam into the goalpost and God knows drop it or get knocked out or concussion. But again, acceleration, stop, move out of the way, or he's getting hit by the goalpost. It was, it looked routine, but that was a hell of a touchdown catch by uh, Lorenzo Styles. Once I saw it in slow motion, we didn't get to see the full effect because again, Drew Pine uh, faked out the, the cameraman. So Lorenzo, five for 69, a touchdown. Logan Diggs, again, he's a running back, but he also had a touchdown catch, and he had three catches for 65 yards. Uh, solid game for him. Jaden Thomas, 
finally getting involved. He looked great in the spring game, but again, the spring game is just a fancy practice, so you got to take those with a grain of salt. He was two catches for 24 yards. Again, Chris Tyree getting him more involved, our most dynamic athletic uh, skill position person, uh, or player, I should say. Four catches for 24 yards. Braden Lenti, two catches for 12. Had Drew Pine hit him in stride. He probably has a 50-yard touchdown pass, too. Uh, Drew Pine overthrew him. Again, we put a lot of points up on the board yesterday, but we probably had about 14 to 21 points that are still out there that we should have had as well. And then Matt Salerno, our walk-on, one catch for seven yards. And that was a big catch because it kept the drive going inside uh, the 10-yard line where we got a touchdown eventually. Uh, again, Andre Kessemay fumbled the ball. Uh, let's just see for defensively. We had three sacks total. Maris Leifau, who had a solid game because he's been struggling this year. He had a half a sack and six solo tackles. Uh, Jack Kaiser led us in tackles with nine. Uh, Ohio boy, that is. Uh, Riley Mills had a really good game. Uh, two sacks uh, and two solo tackles. Five tackles altogether. Isaiah Foskey, a half a sack. Five total tackles. Uh, Houston Griffith, uh, solid game. He, I think he, because Ramon Foster, I believe, he was out the whole game, and he took his spot, uh, four total tackles for him. But, again, even though, like I said, I, looking at these stats now, I thought Maris had another sack. I guess he didn't, but he just seemed more involved yesterday, more active. Uh, he did have a half a sack, but he was around the quarterback a lot during that game. So, and real quick, because like I said, this is more Notre Dame-focused. Like I say, Drake May, he did have five touchdown passes. However, like I said, two were kind of fluky. One was just damn near backward pass when they were on the three-yard line. And But, again, he, he's a solid quarterback. He's not Sam Howell yet, but the, he has a bright future at North Carolina. Again, 17 to 32, 301 yards, five touchdowns, uh, zero interceptions. But we had, him, we had him thinking a lot back there because he was getting rushed a lot. Uh, he had to hurry, uh, force him into a fumble. He, had some, he got some happy feet after a while. Like I said, except for those fluky plays at the end, we held them in check or held him in check pretty good. Uh, rushing wise, he was their leading rusher, and most of that was on the first drive when the pocket would collapse, but he would just get out of there, kind of what the Cal quarterback did last week to make that game more interesting than it should have been. And he had 13 carries for 37 yards. Uh, Marion Hampton 10 carries for 28. But again, that was I didn't I just like I said just looking at this this morning. I really didn't realize how well our defensive line played yesterday. Again, we have been giving up well over 100 yards to 200 yards a game. That's been our weak point defensively. You know, the defense has been solid this year. 28 carries for 67 yards, average of 2.4. Excellent job, guys. Excellent, uh, excellent job by Coach um, Al Golden, defensive coordinator, our defensive line coach, Al Washington. I know there's no real title yet for James Laronitis, former Buckeye and NFL player. He's more of an assistant. He's probably more of a linebacker coach right now, but uh, really solid job, job by all you guys. For my like prediction, again, it was 9-3, and three, but then during the season I had to look how this team's doing and do more of an analysis. I'm still saying 8-4, and 7-5, but the pendulum is going further toward 8-4 and four right now. But again, this is what I've said all, all along during these podcasts. you got to show me. We beat Cal last week. Okay, we're finally got in the win column. Can we now go on the road, a hostile environment, with a pretty good offense, 
Durant a, a shitty defense, can we do that? We pass that test. Now we go to a neutral site and play a really good BYU team. BYU team, not the best defensively, but again, it's going to be a high octane offense. Neutral site in Las Vegas, can you do that? I'm still not convinced because I've just seen it over two games. If you can do it over three games, especially at a neutral site and another high octane offense, you're going to start seeing me, RPT, start picking Notre Dame again. I may not pick them against USC or Clemson. But the teams that we should be, and we should be BYU. But again, just the way this season has started, I got to see more consistency because this team had their head in their ass pretty much for a good two and a half, over two and a half games, pretty much. It's like, I mean, like I said, I wanted Marcus Freeman too to be the head coach, but these kids, you know, were saying, you got to hire Coach Freeman. You got to hire Coach Freeman. Okay, start playing your ass off for him because you were sleepwalking through those. I, I discount the bowl game. Ohio State, like I said, for pretty much three quarters, except for the offense. I mean, they were playing like, like shit. But for those first two and a half games, you weren't doing crap for your coach. It's like, start playing your ass off for your coach, because that's who you wanted, and that's who I wanted too. So, again, hopefully we turn that for So, and again, again, I'll have the BYU preview uh, this week. And as always, go Irish.